Shanice Gamble. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It is wonderful to have you. Thank you for joining today's episode of Practice No Filter. This is our fourth episode, and I'm excited to have my sister friend, my birthday twin, joining us today. So first off, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Yesterday was a good day. It was it was mentally and spiritually great. I'm here today. A little winded, but I'm here. Amen. So a couple things here for our listeners. Shanice serves as a surgical technologist within the UNC health system. So first, we just want to thank you and acknowledge you for serving on the front line and providing care. So kudos to you and all the others. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, It is indeed a pleasure to actually be in uh, service at this time. You know, usually it's the other way around. I'm I'm paying um, homage and respect to our servicemen. um, But to be on the front line of this fight, um, it it actually feels different. And it, it gives me a small perspective of what our troops and soldiers go through. So I said, thank you. And, and we appreciate everyone's prayers and um, well wishes. Hey man. So talking about yesterday, yesterday was a pretty incredible day. It was our national day of prayer and you did something pretty incredible. So tell our audience and our listeners, you know, how you spent your day. I will. Um, but before I do that, you did all of the congratulating. I want to congratulate you on your podcast, this phenomenal blog that you have going um, And to even have a platform for me to be able to come on to talk about yesterday is truly incur- incredible and very, very encouraging. So congratulations to you. And on episode four, Hey man, thank you. Where you were, you were very instrumental. You read the blog and you were like, sis, have you thought about doing a podcast? I was like, uh, scared to say it out loud, right? Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about it. You were like, yeah, you need to do that. That's, yes. that's the new assignment. So thank you for your endorsement and accountability along that line. I appreciate it. And I'm excited for people to hear yes. everything you have to say. Yes, ma'am. So Yesterday, um, I can honestly tell you that yesterday was a total blessing. Um, I was blessed by it. I'm sure many others were blessed by it. And it all came from just a simple thought. And, and I can't take credit for that thought. I have to say it, it had to be uh, unctioned under the Holy Spirit. And that's when we call ourselves, you know, a lot of people, a lot of times people say, you know, I don't hear God talking to me. Well, it's not going to. Sometimes God comes to you in the form of an idea. Sometimes the Holy Spirit speaks to you in scripture and a song. You know, uh, there I've even experienced God speaking to me just by pictures or billboards. So it's not always that uh, angelic way a lot of people like to say. And so if you're looking, I miss him because you're not expecting him in any other facet. But um, it came from just a thought. Um, and I, I was thinking and I was like, you know, what we're going through, um, and it just wasn't because of the pandemic. Um, Late September, uh, when I was on maternity leave, and I was like, well, God, I'm not working. What am I doing? And for the longest, I've been feeling the tug to increase my prayer life. And for those of you out there that may find praying to be a tedious task, or it may feel like something to do, which it is something to do, or it just may not be your thing. 
know you're not alone because at one point in time, I was one of those Christians that I didn't like to pray. I felt like it was a hard task. I felt like, um, like, oh man, I got to pray. And, and it was something that I didn't do on the regular. And I'll tell you a true story that I see the different life now that I have adopted the language of prayer because prayer is a language, whether we want to accept it or not. And I like to tell myself, you know, prayer is a language, learn how to speak it. And, mm. you know, we, we, by nature and birth, we learn to speak our native language, but there is another language that God desires us to speak. So don't be discouraged. If you're a person that doesn't like to, to, to pray, we're going to help today. We're going to, we're going to get you on the right moves and to make, taking the right steps, baby steps to getting you to enjoy the language of prayer. But it came from a thought. And I said, well, God, you know, I'm home. What am I going to be doing? He said, increase your prayer life. And I'm like, oh, okay. But he didn't give me that command without giving me a plan to put it in motion. And um, the plan of putting it in motion was to make sure that I would be accountable. So I said, okay, well, I said, well, God, what about a prayer? And the thing about God is he won't, he doesn't give us things to do that we necessarily can't do. And Mm -hmm. so I said, uh, and he knows our personality. So I said, okay, God, what about a prayer call? If you listen to God, he talks to you. He said, now, Shanice, are you really going to (laughs) be dedicated to get up every morning and get on that line and pray? And I thought about that. You were like, uh. (laughs) With the the baby. With With the baby. With the baby. I was like, uh, well, no, Lord, that ain't the direction. (laughs) (laughs) That is not the direction. And, you know, sometimes we think it be the direction, but if we truly listen, he, 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 yeah. he reminds us of our personality because he knows us. He, he made us. So he, he's like, no, that ain't you right there. He's like, I'm gonna let you think about it. So I was like, well, no, that, that wouldn't be the wisest thing because I would, I would have <laughs> probably gotten burnt out and it would have been started and finished and done by people now. sitting on the line. Listen. You changing a diaper someplace or trying to get your coffee together to get on. Listen, and a memo goes out. There will be no prayer call this morning. <laughs> like, no. Right, right. So I said, okay, God, let me let me examine my schedule. Let me look at the temperance of my lifestyle. Come let on, come on. Let me evaluate where it is that I can increase my prayer life. And I said, okay. I said, I like to write things. I said, okay, I like to write things. I said, now, what is the biggest thing about prayer you want people to do? I said, well, for me, I said, I know sometimes I, when I talk to people and I ask them, you know, how do you pray? And do you all pray? The number one answer is, you know, I be, people get so consumed with, you know, our agendas and our lifestyles. And I get it. I understand. But I'm like, God, where can we, I hate to say this, where can we squeeze you in? Because we shouldn't be nowhere. Yeah, but if we're being honest, yeah, right? Yes. Yes. And that's why I, I, I try to be as honest with God as I can. I said, God, where can we where can we put this in so that I know I believe that if we can put it in someplace and it begins to grow, then it will become a lifestyle for us. It will become something that we we make room to do. So I said, okay, well, what about a little short prayer? People can read on their way going to work, getting off from work, um, get up in the middle of the day. So I said, okay. I said, Lord, I, I said, I think I got it. Now I went back to him. I said, okay, what about if I just type up small little prayers? Because everybody likes getting fortune cookies and read little small tabs and sure do. keep it moving. Or the or the horoscope at the back of Essence. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, 
short blurbs. Yes. We assume give us insight into our nets, right? Right. So I said, okay. I said, I think I got something here. I said, well, well, what can I? He said, well, what am I asking you to do? I said, pray. He said, so let us pray. And it all began, mm. it just began to snowball and um, it, 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 it just turned into not something it turned into what it is now and it's constantly growing and if my 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 mission and my vision is if I can get someone to say a prayer for a minute at least they prayed for one minute that whole day if they didn't pray any other time the mere fact that they read what I posted that and that's my that's my goal and it's amazing so I get up 5 30 6 o'clock it's up some people have already posted on it for those of you after you listen be sure to follow let us pray on facebook yes. and join this amazing community and you've cultivated it to the extent that members also post prayers yes. so you have encouraged not only are you doing it but there's additional accountability because other people are posting prayers and it is amazing it is amazing but yesterday Oh my gosh, I am still full to the brim of the blessing that happened on National Day of Prayer. And this was a labor of love that you birthed. So I'm not going to tell it. (laughs) I can't tell it. You got to tell it, as the ancestors would say. Um, So I know on the National Day of Prayer last year, and it flashed across the radio and it was like, oh, it's National Day of Prayer. And I was like, why is that just so, uh, why did that just come? It was just like, oh, yeah, like today's National Day of Prayer. And I'm like, why are we not putting more emphasis on this? And I said, you know what? I said, Lord, if I'm here next year, I want to do something. And so um, the latter part of last year and the earlier part of this year, I started, I was like, you know what? Oh, let me set in my calendar. And I just began to think on it. And so I, I, I mentioned to my husband I said, um, this is what I'm thinking about for, you know, National Day of Prayer. And him what it was. And he immediately was like, that's a good idea. Not even knowing what all I had in, in plan for him yeah. to do. <laughs> it's a part of the honeydew list. It is. And let me tell you, I, I, I'm just grateful because I'm not, I'm not IT savvy at all. So I, I do enough to get in my emails and documents and that type of stuff. But everything else, I'm, I'm not tech savvy. So. I mentioned it to him, and then the more we talked about it, the more it grew. And so I said, well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do it. And so I put out uh, a request, a mandate, asking for prayer warriors and intercessors that are a part of the community on Facebook. You know, I said, you know, every day I'm posting a prayer, but it's definitely not about me. But I want to get you all involved. And if you all can submit written prayers, then I feel like you all can submit video prayers. And not only that, sometimes people just need to see to feel a little bit more connected. And it started off kind of slow. People were like, camera and all this and that. I said, okay. And a little bit by a little bit, prayers started rolling in. I got, you know, some people were immediately yes. Some people, you know, were up to it. Some people I had to, you know, like, you can do it, you know, because that's just where they are. Nudge a little bit. And it just began to, it just began to take on a shape of its own. And I still didn't see the fullness of it until we actually put it into play on yesterday's. And so what it entailed was I asked 24 people. Because I wanted to make sure that I was posting something all day. 
because I didn't want to just say, okay, this is my, this is our post and this is representing the national day of prayer. Well, God cares for us 24 seven. So I said, why not? Why can't we pray around the clock? And it's not going to be a shut in to where praying the whole hour and people are tired and out of breath. And I was like, no, I want it to be refreshing. I said, you know, why can't it be a new phase with a new prayer, a different style of prayer for each hour, at least just for four minutes. And I said, that's, that's, that's it. That's it. We, I gave it to my husband as the videos came in, he edited them and we worked on it um, the week of and the night before and we tweaked it a little bit and we were like, okay, we're ready to go. And I'm telling you, when it when it hit and it just started, uh, people started engaging in it. It, it really, I've gotten so many, uh, re- uh, not reviews, but so many testimonies about how it has, it helped them yesterday. It truly blessed them. Um, they, they look at prayer differently now. So many people inbox me said, you know, I was afraid to submit a prayer, but after seeing so many people in different styles of praying and seeing how many other people can do it, I, can I still send you a video? So I still have a few videos I'm, I'm going to do something with. But I was, it yeah. was amazing just to see that it encouraged people. It, it, it touched people. Um, people were enjoying it. Yes, we're in a, a, a time where we have to binge. And you use that word so on point. You, why not binge a prayer? Mm-hmm. Why not binge, binge prayer? You know, and it's only for four minutes. We, we binge workouts. We binge running we binge sipping tea time eating and our favorite tv shows so why can't we binge on god a little bit in the in the in in our prayer life so that was yesterday when i tell you yesterday was so amazing that i find found myself i was i'm working from home like many others and at the top of the hour no matter what i was doing i was logging back in so i could have the prayer and hear it, even if I couldn't look at the screen and I'm doing other things, but just to have that playing and some of them going back to it, the difference that it made for my atmosphere in in my work. And I play worship music and sometimes I play sermons, but this week has been an incredible week for me on my job. I teased the other day, I wrote on Facebook, day one, Stephanie zero. <laughs> I, I've had some, some, you know, rubs going on this week. And so having the word of God being spoken over me over those tasks that I've been assigned was so powerful. And when I tell you this, I am so godly proud of the labor that it took for you to do this and your obedience to follow through with it. And just like you said, all the different styles I tease with you and your hubby. And I was like, I'm not doing another one till I get that <laughs> raspy voice that you have to have that holy yes. raspiness. I was like, I'm not going to cough and clear my throat <laughs> for a year so that I can talk like that. But it's all different styles. Some people, you know, immediately go in and they get you and other people you're going with them and they're saying, lifting up scriptures and they're there. It's coming from a place of purity, mm-hmm. right? It's coming from, you know, an humbleness. And so there wasn't one prayer that didn't speak to me. I think I finally watched the last one at nine. So I got a few more to go because I went to sleep. <laughs> but other than that, I went from midnight all the way through. So I, I'm i just excited for what you did, for following God. And I'm excited for what's to come as a result of it. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I, I'm not going to... Uh 
you know, I was always taught when I was raised in the church, you know, a lot of times when people recognize you for something, you know, most people, the first thing they tell you is, you know, don't be all high and mighty. But I was always taught that you should, when people uh, congratulate you or give you um, accolades, you should always tell them thank you. And they were like, you know, in our, in, in our community, African community, a lot of times when we do a great job for God, oh, it all belongs to God. But in in in, in his totally truthness, God shared yeah. his glory with us. And he's telling you mm. it's okay. Because you are obedient and because you did do what I asked you to do, it's okay to take some of it and say thank you. So I say thank you, um, knowing that you know my heart, the, all the glory does go to God. But I am thankful that God was able to use me and I was able to be open for him to use me. And I say thank you. Amen. So this week on this blog, we talked about when things are in, uncertain. And it came as a result of me listening to a commercial wasn't paying any attention to it visually, but the person on the commercial said, when things are uncertain, we turn to the things that are certain. And I just spoke out loud and said, God, and the spokesperson said science. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I I believe science has a lot to teach us. And especially right Mm -hmm. now, I am one for listening to the scientists and telling me how to operate. But my certainty when I think about everything that I have to navigate, everything that I go through, it is truly in God. So I want you to talk a little bit about what prayer does for you. How, how does it help you with uncertainty? Um, How it helps me with uncertainty. Perfect example. Even though I post prayers every morning, you know, sometimes when we only see a specific side of a person, we hold them to that's all that person is. And so on my yes. job, you know, there, I have a couple of coworkers. They're like, oh, your prayers are wonderful in the morning. Thank you for them. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Thank you for interacting with me. And then it's almost like I can't, they don't see me in any other light as being lifted up. But I, I have to explain to people that what prayer has done for me and is doing for me in this time, I have, I have to first and foremost, always remember that I am human. I'm spirit first, but yes. I'm in this human form. And sometimes this flesh, it, it overrides the spirit. And just, mm-hmm. get, I get a little anxious. I get, um, I have anxiety. I get, I feel like I'm, I'm overstimulated sometimes. So when I feel myself getting there because of all of the news reportings for the number amount of cases and, you know, please stay home and this person has yeah. it and this person has it and the death toll is rising it can become a little overwhelming even to uh, a seasoned Christian. But what prayer Mm -hmm. does for me, it prepares a way of escape out of it all. And it gives me a place of serenity. It gives me a place to where I'm reminded of who I am and whose I am and that I have no reason to fear. And it it, it just, it keeps me in a place of, it keeps me in a place of repentance. It keeps me in a place of humbleness, meekness. It keeps me in a remindful state that, you know, mm. the Bible states, you know, we're only, we're just passing through. And while we're passing through, it is his will that we do great things in his name. So, you know, it's, it's just a prayer for me has been an escape from the world that I'm in. So and it makes the scripture to me so very true. 
even though we're we live in this world we are not of this world and because i'm not of this world i can escape it anytime in prayer to jesus so that's what it's done for me amen so you talked a little earlier about it being you know transformative do you have something that you can share something that you were navigating and that you feel like was answered as a result of prayer oh, yes yes so so many <laughs> things as I stated when I when I, I remember when I first got real serious and got okay I'm saved for Jesus you know I started you know you when you go well for me when I got saved I went through this state of I cut off if it you know, I went through this uh, Pentecost holiness, like, okay, is it the holiness? If it wasn't Jesus, or, you didn't yes. have nothing to do with it, huh? It's nothing. <laughs> oh, you said color my hair. Oh, I can't do that. You yeah. said eat chocolate. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, you I, I listen to the big DM one-on-one FM. I can't, I can't do that. And I, and I had to stop one day and be like, you know what? Why am I keeping myself in prison? God didn't save me <laughs> to be, uh, he loved who I am because he he loves my he loves my uh, attitude, my flamboyant. He loves my enthusiasm. So he doesn't want me to stop being those things, but he wants to it and and he wants to uh, emphasize on the other parts of me. And so I was like, okay, I can't lose myself. So when I first got saved and I would pray, things would happen. And then I would I went through a season. I would pray, and it seemed like nothing was happening. And I think maybe in that area is where I was like, okay. Prayer ain't for me, but um, I'll never forget. Uh, my brother was in a motorcycle accident, and um, this lady came to see him, and she gave me a scripture and to pray over him. And I'll never forget it. It came from Ezekiel, and it said, "While I saw you in your blood, though I saw you in your blood, I will speak over you. Live, though again I say live, and that did something for me." And and needless to say, God is good. My brother lived. And mm. I began to start seeing prayer in a different way then. Even though I still wasn't where I am now, I was just like, okay, this this prayer things work. But the older that I got, I began to see that, you know, people say no prayer, no power. For me, it's not necessarily about the power. Like if I don't pray, how how will God, how will I know God? How will I know God's heart? And how will he yeah. know mine? Because this is our, this is me learning the language of God. This is me learning how to speak to the most important person in the world. This is the person that is going to sustain me and all of and anything that I love that's attached to me. I need, it is essential that I learn how to speak his language. And the more I begin to realize that, and I, the more I begin to pull on him in prayer, the more I begin to see his hand in my life, and the more I begin to understand the requirement and why prayer is so vital. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just so many occasions that I've seen his hand, and, 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 and I, that makes me want to pray even more. And getting outside, have you ever seen somebody go through something and it just touches you? Yes. And you just, you, you, it touches you to the point to where either it, it feel like, that could be my child that could be my mother or that could be me and you you empathize with them and prayer takes on a whole nother meaning when you stand in the gap and you intercede for someone purely as if it were you yeah I'm not just praying for you because it sounds good oh girl I'm gonna pray for you or brother I'm gonna pray for you but sincerely as if it though it if it's me on my dying bed I'm praying mm. 
I have a student that said once, he said, we have to be careful because when people say, I'm going to pray for you, he's like, that's the prayer. Like, right. so you have to develop your own ability right. to go in because, and they're, they're not uh, meaning to be um, mean about it or dismissive, but when often when people say, I'll pray for you, grab a hold. Yeah. That's about as much as you might get. Everyone <laughs> is not necessarily empathizing and interceding as if it's them. Right. And it's, it's not intentional. No. It's just... It's just human. Talk to us about a time when you prayed and God didn't answer your prayer in the way that you expected. How did you handle that? Oh, I can. This this is one of my favorite ones for so long. Um, of course, you've already mentioned our birthdays coming up. So June 6, 14, I will be turning uh, I will be turning 38. And I say that I say that because I remembered uh, I got I got married when I was thirty six, and I had my last child when I was thirty seven, and so now I'm you know I'll be this the Lord's will I'll be turning thirty eight with something new to do. But um, I can remember maybe about five years prior to me meeting my now husband, I would pray that God would send me a mate and um, I don't know what it is about being a female and at a certain point in your life you feel like oh God I just need this and uh, this is going on and that's happening for that person and happening for me so I would say about uh, oof, three or four years prior to that that was constantly my prayer but um, and it wasn't getting answered it was right. it was not getting answered, and, and I I've come to realize now because my my actions and my desires around it it was I'm not I'm not going to say it wasn't pure because it was but it wasn't it it, it wasn't what it should have been like um I was more so like okay well God I don't want to be by myself that's not the reason why you need to have for me <laughs> I mean right. I get it but that's not the that's not the core reason. Do you understand why I said it's not good for man to be alone? Do you understand why I created some people to marry? And I wasn't paying any of that attention. I was just going by what I saw. All my friends had husbands. I wanted a husband. I felt like something right. was wrong with me. So I was like, well, Lord, you ain't answering my prayer. And it wasn't because that he didn't want to answer it. For number one, I wasn't ready when I was praying for it. So I had to, times when we pray for things, God hears us. But if we're not ready for it, how, what kind of God would that make him to give us something that we're not prepared for? That's right. And so, you know, I, I just remember for so many years, I was praying that prayer, Lord, please send me a mate. Please send me a mate. So I got tired of praying. I was like, okay, Lord, you ain't all right. What's next on the list? What else can I pray about? And it wasn't right. until I forgot about it and really took in the learnings of people um, different couples and, you know, not paying attention to it to, to say, oh, this is what it's going to be, but just paying attention for knowledge for whenever it does happen. Um, and it, it, it wasn't until I left everything in his hands and mm. gained knowledge on the situation. And I guess whenever the time was about it to happen. So I can't say it wasn't an answer prayer, but at the time it wasn't at those particular times it wasn't. So and I, I felt bad. I felt like, Absolutely. you know, child Lord. 
Right. You know? And and I'll go further. You stand bad. I would say your friend on the other end has been angry a right. time or two with God. Right. I, well, no, if, you're I'm, right. if I'm honest. Right. I'm 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 right angry. I'm doing everything. I'm I'm going to church. I'm reading my word. I'm tithing. I'm doing what I need to do in terms of work and treating other people kind. And this one little thing you can't do for me, God. Right. What's up? Like yeah. Like oh Lord, you know. And I like I was liking to throw in that scripture in his face. Lord, you said that you would see the <laughs> desires of my desires heart, of my heart. But right. We don't understand that scripture fully. When we on, get our, just a little bit before that, listen, when we engulf ourselves in God so much, we don't realize that our desire becomes his desire. Amen. And when his desire becomes our desires, of course, he's going to give it to us. So I, I was just like, oh, my God. But, you know, um, the older you get, the better you get. Like wine, they say, you know, the older, the better, the sweeter, you know, it's, it's believe that and I, and that's why I, I thank God for life and you know I, I thank God for when I see older people and wisdom I try to listen because there's something that they're going to pass down and they're going to tell me that I'm going to benefit from if not now then later but yeah you're right I, at times I was angry with God like okay Jesus you see me you? what's up and then if you see other people they're not even living right they don't oh, even know you yes. you can go in as if we have a right to do right, that, right? And we don't we have absolutely no right and no place. And in terms of that, you know, uh, we have a sister friend. Um, she's no longer at our church, but she does women's ministry. And for a long time, she, I was in the submission class. And, and then when it would end, she'd be like, you, um, you need to stay again. What do you mean? <laughs> I think I took submission for about, two and a half years and clearly there was a lot that I needed to learn in terms of that and even understanding at that time that it was ultimately submission to God Mm -hmm. and if I'm not in a place of being able to be submissive to God then I certainly can't be in a place to have that kind of relationship with anybody else Mm -hmm. but it's tough right it is so we see and you're in the place I'm, I, I can almost be a, a little older sister not an auntie to you just a little older <laughs> yes. sister but I think it's it's difficult because we live in a world at least now where even though other people were getting married or getting a promotion or getting a new house I would only know about that through word of mouth there wasn't a vehicle to post those things so right. we're seeing and being hit and bombarded with people creating the world Mm -hmm. that they want you to see when we have no idea what's going behind scenes. A few years ago, I went to visit my daughter in Philadelphia and we were picking up some takeout from like, I think Cheesecake Factory, one of those places like that in Cheesecake Train um, Chain. And it was a woman and a man that came out and they had their takeout, um, maybe leftovers. I don't know if they'd eaten, but she wanted to take a picture. And he was like, you know, you kind of saw it. Okay, I'll take a picture. So they started taking a picture. She took one. It was like, no, she moved them and got some different light. Then she moved. I mean, it went about three or four times. And I'm just tickled because if I'm on the end of viewing it, I'm just going to see, oh, my gosh, look at them. They're at the Cheesecake Factory. They look so cute. I have no idea that by the sixth time he walked away and was like, you need to come on if we go into the car because he was done. It wasn't perfect. Right. But so much of that goes on. 
and we don't know behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Just like when we are asking and petitioning God for something. And when it happens, people think like, oh my gosh, you got married. They don't know oh. that three to four years before that beautiful wedding that you had, Thank you. that you were on your knees and that you were in tears yes. and you were questioning God and trying to figure out what is wrong with me mm-hmm. or what haven't I done to get what it is that I desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so powerful to me to just consider. So I I have one question that I'd like to ask everyone. Um, I identify as what I call a dangerously privileged curator of faith. So how do you curate your faith? How do you make your faith happen? And how do you practice it, especially in this time that we are living in right now? Um, that is a wonderful question. Um, how do I curate my faith? Um, I honestly can say that um, my mom is a very enthused person, and I do believe that I got that from her. So I do believe that that is a gift that God gave me um, when he was creating me. And my, uh, I create through my faith through being um, zealous and flamboyant and with charisma and I, I have, in order for me to stay in a certain state, I have to keep a certain tempo of joy in my life. Um, I have to, yeah. I have to keep a certain, uh, we've talked about this on many occasions. I, I love, I'm a word. I love, I can worship. I, I mean, we'll worship, yeah, worship, but I am a praiser by nature. Like that is who I am. Um, I can praise it. If there's no music. I can praise if there is music. You know, I'm I'm just a praiser, and it shines through so many other facets of my life. And I believe that that's how I'm able to sustain my faith with with just that one gift that He gave me. I believe, um, and it and it's kicked in so many times. Like, um, I found myself sometimes, you know, analyze. I'll analyze something until it ain't nothing left to analyze. I, I overthink right. things so much, and um. Sometimes that gets me in a little bit of trouble. But when I find myself in that state of that I've analyzed something and it can't be analyzed anymore and I'm just running it through my head and the, the numbers aren't coming out, it's not working, I don't understand it, I have to stop. And I have to uh, find my, 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 pat, my, my beat, my rhythm. And I'm like, hold up, let me, yeah. let me, let me go back to, to my basic. And my basic is, okay, Whenever I can feel my rhythm, part of me uh, creating my faith. Without my rhythm, yes. I don't know if I would be able to sustain. And it all—it's one big circle. It, he gave me that gift, and that's what—that's what keeps me going. Sometimes I have to dig deep, Amen. but that's what pushes and inspires my faith. Amen. Well, I thank you. you It is always a blessing to connect with you. Y'all, she gave so many nuggets. And for those of us that may feel like you have to pray like my Uncle Willie did and and moan and, and, and have that rhythmic sound and pray for hours and hours, if you can um, cultivate and make that happen, bless you. If you need a place to start and to Get going on this relationship, this vital communication that Shanice says, 
hit her up let us pray on facebook make that connection go back and watch all of these amazing prayers that happened on the national day of prayer but bottom line i think as she said if you want to communicate with god you got to know how to do it in his language so get started today what's stopping you that's my one it it can't (laughs) hurt right it it, it can't hurt If things are great, it can't hurt. If things are jacked up, prayer certainly won't make it worse no. than that. So thank you, thank Shanice. You. I appreciate thank you for it. Having me. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. I am so, again, excited and elated about this platform for you. It's been a long time coming. Um, just, <laughs> just, just amazing. Um, I bid you Godspeed. And um, please, um, if we can do anything for you and let us pray, let us know and we will be right there. Right there. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks y'all. Have a great weekend. Great rest of your week and we'll see you next Friday. Right. Have-